Welcome to LilyPod episode 107. Love is additive. Jeff and Kathy Teichert, bringing you another inspirational episode on LilyPod, a production of Love in Later Years. We are advanced certified life coaches, authors of the Amazon bestseller Intentional Courtship, and members of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Our messages are directed towards single adults and later married couples blending families. We also welcome all who enjoy personal growth and enriching relationships. Welcome, LilyPod listeners, uh, to another episode of LilyPod, and as fate would have it, today is Valentine's Day, where we celebrate love. And we want to talk about the idea that love is additive, and this is going to challenge some uh, deeply entrenched ideas and beliefs about what love really is and how it works, but we think this is a really important subject. And uh, Kathy, you have a story on this about a, a widowed friend uh, that helped you to uh, shift to this perspective. Yes, I was new, freshly divorced after my first marriage of 14 years. I was kind of still at that like deer in the headlights time frame. And I just happened to be at a singles activity where I met this woman who just met, moved back to Utah from out of state uh, where she had been married to someone with, I believe, four children. And she'd become their stepmother for many years. And then he died. And the mother of these four children refused to ever let her see them again even though she'd been a big part of their lives for quite a while and she loved them and they loved her. She didn't have a legal right to them and the mother insisted she not see them ever again. And I just, I thought that was so sad and she used the, the, the words, if only this, mother of theirs could understand that my love for her kids would only add to their life. If only she could see that love is additive, right? then she wouldn't keep something good from her children. Right. So in our mid-single life, I know there's a lot of opinions about dating relationships, but I think we can all agree that Uh, at some point you want to make an exclusive relationship and, you know, me having a mistress would not be additive uh, with my relationship with Kathy. It would Mm. be destructive. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, but that wouldn't be love. Right. Because that isn't how love works. But in this case we were, she was talking about the, the love of someone else in her children's life, that it didn't threaten her role as their mother. It didn't threaten her position. It didn't have to. And that was what was so unfortunate about it. And I I think that's why I'm so excited to talk about this today. It's been on my mind a lot ever since she said it. 
it, it was on my mind a lot as, um, as I moved through the whole divorce, you know, dating and remarrying situation. Um, it's, it's something that I did uh, write about in intentional courtship. Um, so for any of you who have, have, uh, access to our Amazon bestseller, it's, it's, um, something that you can read there, but we're going to kind of expand on it here. Right. I think, um, you know, as I've thought about this subject, cause I am a stepfather and, uh, we eased into things pretty slowly in in, uh, my relationship with Kathy's children, my children were grown, uh, at the time my, uh, uh, of my wedding with Kathy, but even there, uh, you know, Kathy had openly wanted and did openly want a relationship with my kids. And uh, that became kind of a, a beautiful thing. I, I don't know why this is so hard for us sometimes. But when my second son was born, I don't remember thinking that it in any way detracted from the love I had for my first son. Yeah, isn't that amazing how someone new to love and care for in such a, a big way, like a child can come into our lives and it's not it's not a deterrent from the love you have for your other kids. And it it doesn't take away from them. The love is additive. It really just adds to everyone's life in the family. Right. I mean, Kathy's kids, when I first got to know them, uh, I believe they were six years old and 10 years old. And so I, I've known them for quite a while. But, uh, you know, I remember that they they didn't look like my kids. Uh, they were raised a little different. So they their personalities were were different than than my kids. And I chose to put those things aside and just try to love each of them for who they individually are. And, and I do, uh, I, I do feel like they're my kids now, you know, they're, they have a father and I don't try to undermine his position. Uh, but I do feel that that same familial feeling with them that I felt with my own sons and feel with my own sons. Yeah, I've always loved that about our marriage and our blended family. Um, there's a lot of love that we have grown in with each other's kids and also with our extended families. Right. Um, you know, after this, after I heard this story from her, I mean, it's one, it was one of the most profoundly simple yet like so applicable concepts that I would not have wanted to not know. Right. Like I'm like, I know I needed to know it. Uh, Cause I think within a few months I found out that my, uh, my barely former husband, I mean, we had just gotten divorced, was getting remarried and a stepmother was entering my children's lives. And I really took to heart this idea of love is additive. And so. So not to be jealous 
of the new stepmother. Yeah, no, and not only that, but not to feel that my position as their mother was threatened in any way. That I didn't need it didn't need to be antagonizing. It didn't need to hurt. It didn't need to be a problem. Right. That if she was willing to come in and love them, that's just all the better for them. Right. They just have more loving adults in their life. You know, Kathy, you, you've heard this story, but for the benefit of our audience, um, you know, I, I tried to cultivate good relationships with my children's friends as they were growing up, particularly in their teen years when a lot of kids start to go haywire, um, to say the least. And there was one kid that showed up at our house. He was about 12 years old. And I, I joke that he stayed for three years, but it was really more truth than fiction. I mean, he was on my family's cell phone plan. He had a key to our house. He came and went as he pleased. He ate out of our fridge. I mean, and that kid didn't have a lot in the way of adult help. His mother had uh, died by suicide uh, earlier and uh, his father wasn't very involved and he just, he needed a place to feel loved and feel like he had a, a sense of family. And you know what? He's in his 20s now. And as far as I'm concerned, he's still my son. And, uh, you know, he's a different kind of person than my kids were, but that's all right. Uh, he is who he is. Yeah. And so you have quite a few, what, what do you call them? Adopted children? Honorary children. Honorary children, right. Because they're not officially <laughs> adopted, but you've adopted them in your heart. And they've adopted me. Um, you know, there's a, there is a uh, member of BYU's women's basketball team that is one of my honorary nieces, and that's in the Polynesian sense. Uh, you know, her father was a fellow servant with me and my mission. And so her father and I have loved each other for a long time. And so she calls me uncle and that's a cool thing. I, I am honored by that. We, um, we also have an honorary daughter who at your son's funeral came up and said, mommy. <laughs> yeah. She had never met Kathy before. And I told her, I said, I've always wanted a daughter and that's, <laughs> truthfully honest and I love having her in our lives. Right. So so that's a cool thing. There's one more of those stories I want to I want to just tell because I think this is kind of poignant. But as some of you know, I, I had two sons from my first marriage and the younger one, Henry, was killed uh, this last August in a rock climbing accident. Very devastating blow for for me and for the remainder of of his family as well as his friends but we had the funeral up in washington where he grew up and where he was living at the time and and then after the funeral of course the grades graveside service and uh after the great graveside service people were kind of standing around talking in the cemetery um, it was a beautiful fall day, but Henry's best friend was sitting by the grave, just tearing up a box of Kleenex, just sobbing. Um, and I felt 
compassion. I, I have known this, this guy for several years, but I walked up and sat next to him and started to rub his back. And I said, this is hard, huh? You know, he's just nodding. And, and, uh, so I continued to, to talk to him and try to comfort him. And, and, uh, anyway, he, he, uh, um, he was saying how it felt wrong to leave Henry there in that spot. You know, it didn't feel right. And we talked about that. And then uh, toward the end of this conversation, I said to him, you know, a few years ago, you lost your dad. And uh, not long ago, I lost my son. Maybe we can help each other. I said, you know, I can't replace your dad and you can't replace my son, but nonetheless, we should stay friends. We should stay in touch. You should look at me as a father figure that you can call for support and advice and whatever it is you, you need or want a dad for. And, uh, and I will consider you an honorary son. And, uh, this, this young man, uh, is going to name his son Henry after his best friend and my son who was lost. But uh, I think this illustrates again that love can be additive. Uh, you know, I, I don't think my son Henry would feel jealous about me considering his best friend like another son. And I don't, I, you know, I don't know, but I, I, uh, I don't think that that young man feels like uh, he's betraying his father to have a, a friendship with me. And in step families, I think you have a special opportunity for that kind of love. Mm. And to consider love as being additive, it really can totally change your perspective. And I think it can secure the confidence that you have in your own relationship with your children that, you know, it's essential to, to have that confidence to securely welcome other loving people into their lives. Right. And, you know, we're all very smart in the way we track human behavior. And if, you feel any differently than this love is additive concept, pray about it. Um, search your heart, search your mind and see if, if there's anything you can do to shift to this concept because it will help your kids feel more at ease letting loving people into their lives when you do. You know, Kathy, we were having a conversation about this very topic, I think it was online. And there was a woman talking about how, you know, the- Like a Zoom call or something. I don't remember, but it was, it was there was a woman who was saying that she didn't, uh, that, that the stepmom her, of her grandchildren, uh, the kids were starting to call her mom. And it really bothered her that her, she felt like it dishonored her daughter. And, 
and you know she was just really having difficulty with it and she said i can't have them calling somebody else grandma and and uh i think it's it's natural to feel that certain little bit of of jealousy uh, that way but we don't have to think of it like that um and again bringing up my son who passed away recently his stepfather um who i wasn't fond of at first uh he made a post on facebook and just referred to henry as my son henry like my son henry passed away this is what we're doing to commemorate him yeah and he didn't mention that it, that henry was a stepson and you know what i read that and i i honestly didn't feel anything anything uh painful it was really just um feeling grateful that he had loved henry too well and i and, think what you said to me was you know good for him i mean like if he claims henry as his own that means he really loved him right and we were at the funeral and i i gave a, a talk at the funeral um and oh and i love when you tell this story if, if you'd explain i was on one side and he was standing on the other right and, and he, you chose to came down come down the side that he was on and he was the first to give you a great big hug yeah, that was the and side of the... if you'd come the, down the other side, it would have been me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the side of the podium that I was closest to where I was seated. But mm -hmm. but yeah, he was the first person who walked up and threw his arms around me and gave me a big bear hug. And, you know, for that moment, I think we shared this feeling that, yeah, we both lost a son and it, it's really hard. And, uh you know, I didn't have to take that away from him, that status or anything else to understand where I was in Henry's heart. And, you or know, the where you were as Henry's father. So. Yeah. Or the experiences we have had or any of that are not diminished by him having someone else that loves him. So let me just maybe throw out the idea that with love is additive as a, a concept that you put in your heart in blended families children will have more than one mother they'll have more than one father figure they'll have one more than one um grand set of grandparents in fact they'll have more than two sets of grandparents they'll have lots yeah, and, and it's okay and whether you say mother figure or father figure or stepmom or mom you know it's not the distinction isn't as important as the relationships right. and, and to be aware that every good loving relationship is additive. Well, you know, we mentioned my, my niece who is a Polynesian. Um, and so she's my niece in the Polynesian way, but for them, uh, you know, they become uh, close friends to an older adult or something. And it's very common to say, oh, yeah, that's my aunt, even though it's your mom's friend, or that's my mother, even though it's your aunt, but you're very close to her. Uh, you know, I mean, that that kind of thing is very, very common in Polynesian culture. So they really understand love is additive. Yeah, I think like there's something. Family is additive. Like, let's just call everyone that I I choose to care about family. Right. And so, you know, when 
when uh, this young woman calls me uncle, I feel I swell up a little bit. I feel um, honored by that. And um, I think in that culture, that's a very natural thing. In American culture, we're much more territorial. And that has its advantages too. But, you know, we're teaching our granddaughter to call Kathy grandma, um, even though she is not blood related to Kathy, but she's going to be a fixture in our granddaughter's life for many, many years. And, uh, and we hope that that will be a supportive, loving relationship. And, you know, her, we're not encouraging in any way uh, that that granddaughter be kept from my former wife. As, you know, we want well, of course not. <laughs> that bond to be there for her as well. And so what does she have? She gets two grandmas instead of one. Well, and I'll tell you, I love that your former wife came to your mom's funeral. Right. We we actually were able to 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 sit and talk for a while and we ate lunch with her. Yeah, afterward. it was it was great, and I'm glad that she felt comfortable there, and that you were inviting her to commemorate your mom's life. I mean, she was a mother-in-law to her for lots of years. I mean, I asked her to, you know, I invited her to come and be part of the family mm -hmm. prayer, and I don't know if she just missed it or felt awkward and I, it doesn't matter, but well, she was at the, she was actually at the, um, the, the burial, the gravesite. Right. Yeah. The family prayer before the funeral. I don't believe she was in there, but she would have been welcome. And, and I invited her in there, um, because, you know, that was her former mother-in-law who she had, um, had a relationship with for many years. So I, and again, the fact that Kathy is now my mother's daughter-in-law didn't diminish, you know, shouldn't diminish um, that other relationship. Well, and I think it actually enhances our relationship to whatever degree we can have good relationships with former family. Like I actually love um, her parents and how they've shown up for very, in various ways for your kids things. Yes. And, um, you know, and I actually love it when you're getting along together too. That doesn't diminish from our relationship. I think if anything, it enhances it because it shows that we love and care about the people we've loved and cared about. Like, right. I mean, it, it's different now and there's boundaries there, but like, but it's love is additive in all of these situations and right. that's what we're allowing it to be. And I'm so grateful to have learn this concept back in 2012. I mean, it's been simmering in me for 11 years now. And I just, I wonder where my life would be if I didn't understand this. You know, I think that, and it's hard to know exactly how to describe this, but let's suppose I was really territorial about my kids and because of, you know, relationship issues and other things, my first wife and I only had two of them. And, and now one of them has died. So I have one biological child uh, left in the world, one begotten son, if you will. Um, and I, I look at some of these relationships that I have formed with stepchildren, my children's friends, you know, and, and other 
people who look up to me as a father figure or an uncle or whatever. And it enriches my life in important ways. And I don't feel this sense of scarcity and lack nearly as bad uh, with only having one child left on the earth. I, I have m many more children. Yeah, it's, it's really a wonderful thing to be able to have family of our choosing and family of our origin and family that we create through marriage and, you know, come the complexities that come with blended families can be wonderful. Um, the blended situation with those families can be so beautiful. Um, especially when we see love as additive. Right. I think that is a mindset. And another thing that I would suggest to all of our listeners is be patient with it. Now, the first time I met Kathy's two kids, I didn't love them like my own at that moment. I may not have even on the day we got married, but I wanted to, and I was working toward that. And, you know, now we definitely are family and we definitely love each other. And it, it took some time for that real sense of, you know, protective parental energy to, uh, to kick in for me. I think that is very natural and common. Uh, but think about how you would love an adopted child. You would love that child as your own, even if you subsequently had biological children. You wouldn't stop loving that that uh, adopted child. So uh, think about this as a special gift you've been given. And as you grow into it, be patient. Let the feelings come naturally uh, over time. Yeah, a and gift and a stewardship even. Because I've coached people who grew up in blended families situations where they were not treated equal to their the the natural children. They were treated as less than, and it really it can damage their confidence in being received when they're dating even. Right. And, and so it's really important. It's a really important stewardship. And this is why love, the, the concept of love is additive. Having that as a mindset, having that in our hearts is not only important for our own enrichment, but also for the stewardships that were given in blended families to love and care for all of the people in that family, whether there are natural children or not. There are real children, no matter what, whether they're adopted or whatnot. I mean, people have been saying if children are adopted, that then you're not their real parent. And of course, you're the real parent. Um, every parent is a real parent. <laughs> right. Um, it's just, you know, biological versus chosen. Right. And, and both are equally important and everybody under the same roof needs to be loved and cared for. Right. I mean, I, I think that this is a, a really important subject. Um, and as, uh, you know, as parents, we do have a special opportunity 
when stepkids come into our lives uh, or kids of the people that we're dating. You know, it's funny, but I'm I'm friends on Facebook still with a number of children of people that I have have dated. Me too. A few of them have kept in touch and, you know, check in with me periodically, even though me and their mother never uh, ultimately worked out as a couple. And I've seen that as additive as well, where, you know, if you get to enter and grace the life of a child or a teenager and they want to keep you in their life or, and you want to keep them in yours, you know, it's just, it's one of the beautiful parts of dating. Um, it can be sad when it becomes territorial and that love is additive is not part of other people's mindset and other people's hearts. And that, so we don't, we don't get to control that, but we can do our part to make sure it's in our hearts and in our minds. And I'm going to tell you another big secret of this. And some people, some people like this and some don't, but my kids are a very integral part of who I am and what I value in life. And you can't hurt them without hurting me. And, you know, I, I very seldom talk about my second divorce or even my first because I like to, to maintain the privacy of my former wives. But one of the issues in my second divorce is um, my that wife could not accept my youngest son. And, you know, the hostility grew. And, you know, he wasn't perfect. He made mistakes. He could be kind of infuriating sometimes, but he was mine. And she couldn't hurt him without hurting me. And I I think if you think, well, I can just love the mother and not love the the kids, or I can just love the father and don't have to love the kids. No, that doesn't work. It it's comes never as a package works. still, for sure. You have to love all of them. And if you don't think you can do that, don't marry that person. Um, so I, I strongly recommend that if you're in love with a particular person, you've got to fall in love with the kids too. As I've said, and I can't say it enough, uh, you can't hurt those kids without hurting their mom or their dad. And, you know, that's going to create all kinds of problems, interfamily squabbles and uh, all kinds of other issues. So focusing on having an individual relationship with each stepchild is important. I love how you've done that, Jeff, with my kids. Mm-hmm. And, and I know you did it with your boys. You'd take them on outings. Right. And you just basically picked up where you left off with your own kids and started taking my boys on outings where they, they're like one-on-one. You know, they you take them to their favorite restaurant or you take them to get their favorite toy and you play together and you talk together. Yeah, and it's amazing how open they will be in that setting with just what's going on with them. And uh, I think part of the problem is as parents and as adults, we almost look at the kids and say, well, they're being a good boy or girl is going to determine whether we're gonna be able to have a relationship. And that's backward. Uh, you're the adult, so it's up to you to create 
the opportunity for that relationship. Yeah. Well, and also um, you learned when you were raising teenage boys that it's important to get in good with our friends because right. you influence the friends who influence them. That's right. So we started got a bunch of bonus honorary children in the, oh, in the process. Well, and I remember a bunch of them were saying, we miss your tacos. And you right. talked about taco Fridays, like where that's just what would happen at your house. And we just started doing that with our teenage boys. Here. Right. <laughs> and Fed some of their fun. friends last Friday. Yeah, that was fun. It was end, end of term. And uh, that's how we celebrated. So, you know, I, I think I want to just like kind of quickly mention that it's, you know, there's been all sorts of scenarios I've heard through the years um, since I got divorced of stepchildren and divorces and whether they're still in your their life or your life or not. And, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into that, but obviously the biggest one would be the, the parents, right? Whether, you know, it, your former allows you to still be in touch with them if they encourage it or if they discourage it. You know, I, I know sometimes when we make up stories in our minds, we then tell our stories to our children like, well, that person just abandoned us. And they didn't only abandon me, they abandoned you too. Right. And then someone who could be loving and caring as a former spouse is now the enemy. And they're frozen out. Yeah. And, and that kind of territorialness and those stories that aren't really serving anyone isn't necessarily in our best interest. It might be, you know, in the case of someone who's really abusive, that you really do need them out of your life, um, then then go go ahead and by all means, you know, make sure that your children know to be safe. But most of the time when things don't work out, it doesn't mean we have to be enemies. Right. And I think that love is additive is kind of part of that concept of not creating more strife and drama and heartache than there needs to be. Right. You know, there was a, a woman I dated for a while and our families have been friends for a long time, but um, her... <laughs> Her daughter's boyfriend, who I had gotten to know in the course of dating this woman, uh, came to me when his girlfriend, my former girlfriend's daughter, had broken up with him. And he was very sad and he wanted somebody to talk to and, and he chose me. And so uh, we had a lot of conversations for a couple of weeks and they finally reconciled and decided to, to try again. And ultimately, they got married and they invited me to their wedding. <laughs> and I went um, and feel a certain level of investment in those two young people because of the relationship that was developed. And if, if I felt like I had to be enemies with their mom or think badly of her because we broke up, uh, you know, that, that kind of beautiful... Uh, relationship couldn't have developed. And so I, I think it's, 
you know, let's always try to, to welcome more goodness into our life when we can. Yeah. And I, I think that kind of leads really well into this last point we wanted to make, uh, a thought from Don Miguel Ruiz. One of my favorite authors, uh, and I've read several of his books, but he writes in The Mastery of Love about the track of love and the track of fear. And he points out that, that fear and love are opposites and that you're never on both of them at once. Now, you might be going back and forth between the two, but you're either always driven by either fear or love. And mm. hey, I've been in that life when, where you're driven he... by fear and anxiety and feeling like everything you've achieved is because mm. you were afraid uh, or anxious. I've been there. And that isn't that isn't the peaceful, pleasant way to live. I think he called it tracks and you'd like to call it paths. And I, I like right. paths better also. The path of fear or the path of love. What path are you on at any given time? And he talks about how fear is selfish. Love is not selfish. Fear is possessive. Love is not possessive. Yes. And the opposite of love is additive is jealousy and insecurity. Fear is controlling. Mm -hmm. Love honors agency. Anyway, that's a, a great chapter in that book, which is actually a really great book too. What's the book? The Mastery of Love mm -hmm. by Don Miguel Ruiz. Yeah, yeah. I think it's his best book, but you could make an argument for several others as well. But Right. So I think as we wrap up, I would like to um, just remind everyone it's Valentine's Day is the day that this episode is releasing. Uh, but that that love, that loving energy that comes with this love holiday can actually be with you all year. If you adopt the mindset of love, it is additive. And right. I hope that you will. And I hope that... Um, this will make a beautiful and wonderful difference in your life as it has for mine. And I'm so grateful that my friend told me this and um, I'm just forever grateful that I was in the right place at the right time to have heard that term. Love is additive and have it um, positively impact my life. And uh, as I hope it will, our listeners. All right. So there you have it. Remember that love is additive and remember that at any time is a great time for more love to be added to your life. Thank you for listening. Please share LilyPod with those you love who could benefit from what we share here. We invite you to sign up for our elevating weekly Lily letter subscribe to LilyTube, and enjoy other life-affirming content at loveinlateryears.com. Email us to request a free 15-minute Lily Coaching Discovery Call. We are here to support you.